have I done my best for Jesus? Maybe collectively we can say you're, you're, you're doing everything you can. But every one of us must give an answer before the Lord. We're going to have to give an answer. You can't hide, you know, from the pastor and from the church and what's being, being done here and what you're doing as a church collectively. One day you're going to stand before the Lord. I'm going to stand before the Lord and I'm going to have to give an answer if I have done my best for the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's, I think that's what God would require of us. Part of being faithful to the Lord is being able to do our best for Him. Being able to do our best. Let's stand for a few minutes here. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. And I'd like to read perhaps the first three verses of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verses 1 to 3. I'd like to speak on the subject or topic title, A Church Worth Remembering. A Church Worth Remembering. In verse number 1 it says, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Lord, we thank you for these words. We pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, challenge us, reminds us, dear Lord, how we can be um, a church that would have an influence, not only in our city, not only in our country, but to the rest of the world. We thank you for this example of the church in Thessalonica. We pray, Lord, that we would try to copy it uh, and, and so for the glory of the Lord and for the sake of the gospel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The Thessalonian church I believe it's a church worth remembering. Paul says so here in verse number three. He says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. I, I, cannot, I, I can't find uh, another instance where Paul says these words. I mean, you can tell from these words how much this church means so much to the apostle Paul. So that... He prays for this church. He says in verse number two, making mention of you in our prayers. He gave thanks to God for this church. We give thanks to God always for you all. So he gives thanks to God for this church. He prays all the time for this church. He says he remember, he remember this church. And he remembers this church for three things which is found in verse number three. He remembers this church for their work of faith, for their labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the Thessalonian church was started by the Apostle Paul found in Acts 
chapter 17. Paul stayed only uh, about three weeks or so, uh, and then he had to leave because of persecution. But it's all amazing that in, in a very short time, the Apostle Paul was able to establish such a, 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 a powerful church that has a, that has a powerful testimony, not only in the whole region of Macedonia and Achaia, but in every city, in every place where Paul went. This church and their testimony and, 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 and their witness preceded Paul every place he went. Look at verse number 8. It says, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God ward is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. I mean, Paul, probably he was so surprised when he comes to a city, he, he hears about the testimony of this church. So this church in Thessalonica was a very mission-minded church. Very mission-minded church. It was a church whose testimony and, his, and witness and, 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 and uh, 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 their faith to God was known everywhere. This is, I believe, a model church for us. This is a model church. It doesn't matter how big is the church. No matter how long a church has been, this church was just quite a new church. And yet their testimony began to spread abroad because of three things. We look at, first of all, their work of faith. Their work of faith. That means... Their, their faith works. You know, real faith, genuine faith works. Uh, it's, it's not two things. It's one thing. It's, it's a faith that works. The work of faith is a good work that flows out of faith. As we know, the Christian life begins with faith. Right? We are saved by faith. The Bible says in Ephesians, for, we are, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Christian life begins with faith. We are saved by faith, then we are commanded, we are encouraged to walk by faith, and then live by faith, then give by faith, and then the list goes on and on. Everything we do as believers must be done by faith. In fact, Paul says in Romans, if you do anything that is not of faith, it is sin. So, faith in the Christian life is very basic. We strive to live by faith and walk by faith because it is by faith that we please God. Paul says in, uh, uh, in Hebrews, the Bible tells us it is impossible to please God without faith. And, 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 and we have to believe that God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. The reason we are encouraged to live by faith and to give by faith and to serve by faith is because there's a reward that comes with living by faith. 
When you, are, when you trust the Lord Jesus Christ uh, as your Lord and personal Savior, you are promised of eternal life. You are promised of heaven one day. And so faith is, comes to us because of, of His grace and His mercy. The Lord enabling us to understand and comprehend His Word. And the more we know the Word of God, the more we are able to live by faith and walk by faith and do more things by faith. Because everything we do has to be based on the Word of God. Faith in the Word of God. That's why we come every week to church to hear more of God's Word and to study the Word of God so that we are challenged to do more for the Lord. But work of faith is basic. It's basic. It's, it's fundamental to the believers. But this church was not just known for their work of faith. Paul mentions, secondly, their labor of love. I see in this verse, there's this pattern. This, there's this ladder of maturity. Many Christians remain and stay in, 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 in faith. And they seem not able to grow farther in their Christian life. But this church, it was just a young church. Paul did not stay long in this church. And yet these believers believed the word of God. They studied the word of God. And, 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 and as a result, they realized, you know, we, we just don't want to work by faith. We want to labor. Labor because of love. Labor of love is labor that flows out of love. Love for Christ. When it comes to our motive, there is something greater than faith in God. That is love. It is love that labors. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, For the love of Christ constraineth us. The love of Christ became his motivation in serving the Lord. Of course, we continue to lead by faith. That's basic. But we need to step up. We need to grow up in our Christian faith to the point that we serve God, not just because we believe God, but because we love God. Oftentimes, we, we, we do obey the Lord because we expect, of, we expect of the reward that comes by obeying the Lord. We, we give because we know that if we give our tithes and offerings, God promised that he will open the windows of heaven. We go to church and, and we pray and we study the word of God because everything that we do comes with a promise of blessings. But that's basic. After a while, as believers, we need to grow out of that. We need to improve. We need to move up. We need to recognize that there's a motive that's greater than faith, which is love. Love. We need to understand the difference between work and labor. Work may be something which is not very deep and which may not be very difficult. But, but labor, however, is both deeper and harder than work. When we're doing a work that is difficult... To accomplish, that becomes a labor. And that labor requires love. Otherwise, you will not endure. 
Otherwise, you won't do it anymore. You're going to give up doing it. There's a big difference between work and labor. Love is the motivation of our Christian labor. It is the expression of our love. Our Christian work eventually becomes a labor, something that's deeper and more difficult. And for this labor, faith alone is not enough. We also need love, a love that's enduring, a love that is willing to suffer. Uh, raising children is a good illustration of a labor of love. Well, when mothers give birth to their children, they call it day labor, right? It's not work giving birth, it's labor. Nobody ever says, my wife is in the uh, delivery room working. Uh, you say she's laboring because it is labor. We associate labor with pain and, and, and suffering. We associate labor with, with uh, difficulties. We can only do that if there's love. Faith is not enough. We got to have love. And where do we get this love? We get this love from God himself. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. We, our love for God becomes greater. It becomes deeper as we recognize his love for us. Faith pleases God, but it is love that honors God. In Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, God complains to the nation of Israel. He said, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? God desires for honor that we give him the honor that we deserve. As parents, we are pleased when our children obey us because we, we told them to do so. But how much better is when our children do the chores in the house simply because they love us. They love the parents. They recognize the sacrifice that the parents have done for them. And so they just do it out of love. Not out, out of duty or obligation. Jesus deserves to be honored. He paid a price beyond measure to buy our redemption. He shed his own precious blood and bore a wrath that was due for you and for me. No one has ever loved us than the Lord Jesus Christ. He deserves our love. There is no one more worthy than him. We have to serve him out of love, not out of obligation. Not simply because, you know, we want something from God. No, even if we don't get anything from God, we serve God, we give to God, we leave God, we live for God because we love Him. Because He first loved us. Remember what Jesus said to the disciples. He says, if you believe in me, keep my commandments. Is that what He said? Did Jesus say to them, if you believe me, keep my commandments? No. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. But oftentimes, well, expected for new believers, we, we obey the Lord because we believe his word and we believe God. But it's time for us to grow and, 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 and level up to the point that 
our motivation for keeping God's commandments is not just because we believe God and we believe His word. It's because we love Him. That is the honor that we can give to God. But there's the third thing that Paul mentions here. He says, not only work of faith, not only labor of love, but patience of hope. Patience of hope. Patience of hope is our ability to press on and not grow weary in those works and in those labors. It is hope that endures. So we need faith. We need love. But thirdly, we need hope. This church, for you, church, to continue what you're doing and, 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 and doing more, you're, you're, you're going to need not just faith, love. You're going to need hope. Otherwise, one day you're going to get tired of what you're doing. One day you're going to decide, I'm discouraged. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting any help. Many of you here are, are, are calling out for help and, and, and laborers and, 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 and uh, more workers to help you in your ministry. There'll be times that you'll be discouraged. You think, oh, why, why, why is brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so not helping me here? You're going to be discouraged and disappointed. And you might be thinking of quitting. You're going to need not just faith, love, but you're going to need hope. Hope. Because it's what will help us endure patience of hope. From the work of faith and the labor of love, we go on to the patience of hope. Hope is the source of patience or endurance. You know, all mothers know that caring for children requires patience. It requires endurance. It takes endurance for a mother to bear all the troubles that come with raising children. And even when your children grow older and even when they get married and have their own families and they, you, they have their own children, the more you have to, to, to labor for them, you have to care for them and you have to endure for them. If there is no such love and hope, many parents would have a long time ago given up on their children but we never give up on, any, on our children because we love them. You're not just a caretaker. You're not just a paid worker, you know. After the day's over, you turn over that child to somebody else, to, to their real parents. No. It's the same thing with the work of God. It's the same thing when we deal with missions. We have to take it very personal. We must be trained and educated First to work, then to labor, and eventually to endure. And our hope is based on the truth that our labor is not in vain. Our hope is based on the truth that one day we would see every one of those that we have touched with our life. We would see every one of those Taiwanese and, and Burmese people that we have reached with the gospel of Christ because we have a heart in, in those missionaries that labor in those mission fields. We have to cling and we have to believe and we have to hope in those things that one day everything that we have done here on earth is not in vain. That is our hope. And that's what would keep us 
doing what we're doing. It's, it's what would keep us continue what, you, what you're doing and what we're doing in the work of the Lord. We need the work of faith. But more important than that is labor. It's, it's more deeper. But then we got to have endurance, which is based on hope in the Lord's promises. These examples of faith and love and hope of the Thessalonian believers are best described in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. You, you know that passage there. Paul speaks of these churches in Macedonia because Thessalonica was the capital of Macedonia. He says there, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, and that would include the church of Thessalonica, how that in a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and, and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. You see, beloved brethren, in spite of their troubles, in spite of their difficulties, they pressed on and they continued because they have work of faith, they have labor of love, and they have patience of hope. If we are to succeed and if we are to be found faithful till the end, we need these three things. And we, if we are to be a church that can be remembered even after all we're dead and gone, we're going to have these three things. Work of faith, labor of love, and, and patience of hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this short reminder of how important it is, O oh God, to do the work of the ministry, having faith and love and hope. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us all these things that would enable us to continue and, 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 and press forward and, and never quitting or giving up on the things that we're doing because, Lord, we know this is what you have called us to do. And this is, and this is in fact, the greatest commandments that we can ever do. Lord, thank you for this church, uh, the Thessalonica church, Lord, the testimony that they have, the example that they have, the, the model that they have been to us, Lord, to, to become a church that can be remembered. Lord, I pray that our church will continue to be an impact to the world. Thank you for this church and Pastor Noble's leadership of this church and their focus on missions. And Lord, I, this church really is a, it's a testimony of your grace and mercy. But I pray, Lord, that this church will continue. Continue by your grace and mercy. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.